Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to Why Are You Like This, a podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and today's guest is Pop Culture Honey. You've seen his writing in Vanity Fair and my favorite publication, Twitter.com. Please welcome to the mic, Chris Murphy. Wow. Oh my God, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Twitter is also my favorite verified publication. Mm-hmm. Everything you read on there is true. You don't have to look it up. It's just facts. It's like when you're writing a college paper, like don't use Wikipedia, but definitely use Twitter. No, definitely. Twitter first. It's the only source I ever use for anything that I ever write. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a primary source. I know. And you know what Twitter just told me, actually, which is part of the reason why I was, I was actually a few minutes late to sign on. Just want to be fully transparent to all the listeners <laughs> out there. I am a piece of shit. But uh, Brittany is free. Right? Yeah. At least from her dad. I think there's like a a bank involved. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, like she's like barely free. I mean, it's like very much like first steps. Like he hasn't even been fully terminated. He's just like suspended from her conservatorship. But like it's a start. We're moving. In the, we're trending up. So uh, our girl Brit, she's getting out. She's, she's getting, getting up. Out. She's getting out. Stronger than yesterday. If they're gonna make six thousand documentaries about her, we might as well actually get her out. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of the least we can do if we're gonna continue to sort of mine her trauma for uh, capitalist gains. The least we can do is get her out of there. Yeah, like if we're just gonna keep saying i'm not listening to you but sure like yeah yeah no definitely i had to watch both of them for work this week for vanity fair first plug um (laughs) (laughs) um, read the article uh it's actually good um but yeah no it's like getting kind of uh, gross out there in terms of how we uh, the media and society is treating britney so at least she's getting she's getting up she's getting out i'm i'm happy for her look as long as she can get married and have a child if she wants to like oh my god with that hot man sam sam what's his name He's so hot. I don't even... He's a himbo. It isn't, his name is not important. <laughs> you know who also has a hot boyfriend that I think about constantly? Oh, who? Kristen Chenoweth. <gasps> she does. He's like a hot, like... Isn't he like a hot, like, country guy? Yeah, when he like just... Like, country singer? I don't even remember what broadcast, Zoom broadcast we were all watching, but he just, like, popped up. I definitely remember he was definitely on Watch What Happens Live once, and I was like, what the hell? Like, where did she find this, like, a hunky guy? I think they met at a – now I'm playing for another podcast. I think I heard this on Who Weekly that they met at, like, a wedding, like, at somebody's wedding, and he might have been, like, the country-singing band person. And she was like, fine, I'll take you home. Me and my four foot ten frame and gorgeous voice are going to bed you tonight. She's like, you are mine. She was like, whoo! She just hit the Cheno note the minute she saw him, and then it was locked and loaded. You know, if that's how dating goes, I mean, I need to change things up, but I'm glad I know now. Yeah, that's all you have to do to actually get anyone to have sex with you is just hit the Cheno note, just whoo! Just that. (laughs) And you're good. You're good to go. I mean, speaking of Kristen, uh, wasn't it nice to see her and Adina hug each other? It was really... It was really powerful. I, I I won't lie. I did watch all 96 hours of the Tonys this weekend. Um, did I have a great time the whole time? No. <laughs> did it feel like a chore often? Yes. 
but was it worth it to see Kristen and Dina like work through some shit up on that stage and like get to a new place and sing for good? And I will say, Adina, she never sounds good singing live on television. She sounded so good. Best she's ever sounded live. And I do think that was the power of friendship that sort of got her over the hump of getting tight. Mm -hmm. She gets tight Mm -hmm. on TV. See her on Broadway? She's often great. But on TV, she gets a little, the nerves, her larynx goes up into her throat. Can you tell I used to do musical theater? Uh, (laughs) It gets pretty up there. Um, And you know what? She was so relaxed. She was so at ease. It was really, it was a sight to behold. Only... Only to be beaten by Audra and Brian Stokes Mitchell. Oh, Audra Bell and the Brian Stokes Mitchell. God. That was the only thing that was better for me the whole entire night. Not that it's a competition, but I just personally that really well, that that got me. Famously, the Tonys are a competition, but <laughs> they actually are a competitive <laughs> award show, and there are prizes, and there are winners, and there are losers. So it's actually okay that I said that they are a competition. <laughs> I did. I did tweet this out after, but I was I was astonished to see Adina sing for good, and then to have the boys come out and sing Rent and be like. Wait, you could have just done a quick change and Adina could have done Take Me or Leave Me. She truly was ready. She was like waiting in the wings. Like we could have just gone straight to Over the Moon, into La Vie Bohème, into Take Me. Like honestly, fun. honestly, and I would pay to see Kristen as Joanne. It would be a little hootier than we're used to, but that would be a fun, that'd be a fun take. Like we could have, that's a thing that Adina, Adina, she's got the credits. She really has the resume. She has the credits. Boots the house down. Like, you know, it's really kind of crazy because it's like, when you think about like okay, you, like the rent into wild party, which we don't talk about, and we're mm-hmm. lippas, which guess what? I'll My say favorite. It, I prefer lippas. I thank one. you. It's the better one. Name one song from Lacusas. I can't. I can't. I'm waiting. Ever, anyone? Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> Silence. Um, into wild party. Into uh, if then into frozen. It's like come on, come on. Hits. 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 No Wicked, I think I, I literally missed Wicked. That's how many there were. I forgot to say <laughs> Wicked, which is sort of the big one. But yeah, it's uh, she's she really knows she knows when to book. She doesn't always book, I'm sure, but she knows what to book. When she needs to show up mm-hmm. and show out, she nails in a rehearsal room. I just like thought about her Kennedy Center honor and blacked out. I was just like, oh my god, the lineup. You're gonna get like. You know, it's going to be a lot of really heavy hitters sort of just coming. You know, I bet we get an Amber Riley moment. We get a Cynthia Riva moment. Mm. We get a Casey Levy. We get just sort of people who just can just sort of scream up high. And that's all I've ever wanted. That's been your dream since youth. <laughs> since since birth. Yeah. And with all his wicked wisdom. Okay, I'm sorry. And this is when You're- I just let Chris do all of wicked. I'm like, I sort of start and I just run through for a full hour. I could probably get through all of it like, word for word, honestly. Like, thank you so much. Um, and, and your room is green. I don't know if that's giving away too much, but it mm-hmm. is. There is a wicked vibe here. It is. It does um, video and photograph like I'm an insane person and it's like a neon green. I want you to know it's very tranquil. It's not okay, like it's tranquil. Yeah. It's giving me Emerald City. It's definitely serving Emerald City. Once we start started using Real zoom mess. i was like oh my god what are these Ooh. oh people are gonna have to people are gonna see this but i i love it i love it but it just it's in keeping wow did not really expect to just go along on wicked five <laughs> seconds <laughs> into the pod but you know what i'm always i'm always happy to do so and that's just sort of where all the roads leave all the yellow brick roads leave boom boom mic drop that's the end of the pod for me i've been chris murphy <laughs> thanks so much check him Thank out on so twitter.com much. Well, speaking of where the yellow brick road leads, where does it start, Chris? Where did you grow up? Wow. Okay, that's actually great because we actually have never really met, I think, yeah. which is fantastic. Um, I'm from Jersey, Jersey Strong, Jersey Pride. Um, I always am from the nice part of Jersey. Not that there are not nice parts of Jersey, but I just, I tend to like, I like where I grew up. I'm from uh, Essex County. What exit? They shout. I don't know. I actually don't know. I didn't drive. I went to boarding school, so I didn't really drive until, yeah. Wow. I, I went to boarding school also in New Jersey, which is uh, crazy. And then I also went to college in New Jersey. The whole mm-hmm. tried to get out for a while. It didn't really work out. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm from Jersey. Oldest of three kids. Grew up in the suburbs. Went to private school forever. My mom worked at the private school for a good chunk of that time, um, which was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> she still works there, actually, which is kind of fun. So it's like I like for a while when I just moved to the city and I was like doing the like, you know, theater, you know, off Broadway, like play circuit. I'd have to like, to see my mom sometimes I'd like be at home and she'd be like, Hey, like your kindergarten teacher is like, when are you going to be on Broadway? <laughs> your, your gym teacher is like, why aren't you in Hamilton? I'm like, I like most people don't. have to. <laughs> you're like, you're right. You're right. 
great, great question. Please tell Greg it'll happen when it happens and we'll see, you know? Um, so yeah, the past is always sort of present, but yeah, I'm from Jersey. Where are you from? I have no idea where you're from. Yeah. I'm from Portland, Oregon. <gasps> Ooh, West coast, West coast, not Jersey. Um, mm. public school, so, one okay. sibling, ASL <laughs> famously got all of my, um, Broadway or theater viewing from the Tonys or from whatever CD was at the library. Oh, wow. Oh, those were the days. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, to- I so, I was like from, you know, Jersey. So, and my parents worked in New York. So like, I definitely grew up going to shows a lot, which is very much a privilege. I was like, that's sort of where it all began. I just would take the train. I'm like, no, we're not going to go to a Yankees game. We're going to go see Wicked for my 13th birthday and Man of La Mancha for my 14th birthday and Ooh. Chorus Line for my 12th birthday. Or actually, Wicked was 11th. Sorry, I was getting the years are sort of mixed up. But that was sort of like, you know, and I did the whole, you know, theater camp. I was big. I was a, a theater camp kid. Were you a stage musicals. door kid? Of, oh, my God. I can't believe you uttered them. They're going to sue you. For saying <laughs> they're going to come gonna get me. You as, they're going to come get you. Um, um. <laughs> No, they. <laughs> I loved it, they, but I. They are a little litigious, I will say. Like they're uh, a little I'll, litigious. I'll bleep it out. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was a stage door kid. I went for like eight summers. It was like you know the best you know three to six weeks of my life. Just a lot of just insane energy of just putting all these sort of hormonal, you know, hogs like mm-hmm. absolute like stage obsessed, you know, attention seeking ultimately a mostly very talented kids in one little petri dish and just seeing the germs that sort of took root and like (laughs) (laughs) um and i went and traded for the world um but there were some yeah i went to stage door i almost got kicked out of stage door and i got kicked out of one play once whoa or kissing a boy and by kissing i do mean getting a blowjob and that is that is that and that is canon we that is canon um so my childhood best friend and i won when we met, he's like, my favorite movie is this movie Camp. And uh, I said, mm. okay, so we watch Camp. And <laughs> I'm he's out. I'm quote-unquote straight. So I'm like, this oh, yeah. is... Mm, uh, mm. Mm? Uh, You're like, oh, Sasha Allen is so hot. So the, hot. The way she sings that E-flat in, <laughs> in Aquarius is getting me rock hard, dude. Yeah, bro. <laughs> um, and then we went to theater camp. But we had decided that it was essentially like same level, right? Not really. Not really. More like a come as you are. We're going to go outside, sleep in teepees in Oregon and like do a show in two weeks. Absolutely love that. It's all this. It's all theater camp is inherently the same. It's 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 a safe space for you to act out and be yourself and sing as high and as loud as you can for as long as you can. And it's the only way children of Eden ever gets done. And so (laughs) stop. You did not just say children of Eden. I was Adam slash Noah in children of Eden at stage door. I was only Noah because we cut it in half. They Oh, they cut in half. You cut in half. Mm -hmm. You cut in half. Noah. What's that? There were some good Noah songs. Ain't it good? Ain't it sweet? What that was? That's Mama that's Noah. That's Mama but... Noah. Uh, Papa Noah just kind of like walks around. And he's like, "Why is this happening?" He sings like yeah. some reprises, yeah. But like, yes, he just he's just like, "What?" And he had, like, I had a staff. Mm-hmm. I'd have to be shirtless for most of that, and I was like fifteen. And I was like, "Oof!" Like this is went on a lot of runs that session. And it didn't really work. I was a, a child, so nothing, <laughs> nothing really came of that. But I remember being very much like, "Ooh, you know." It's Adam and Eve. Like you're gonna be in your underwear for basically the first half of the show. Like you, you know, run around, gotta get snatched. But it was it was fun. My, oh, I will say, okay, my Eve was had literally. I I, I will say this is how crazy I am is that I do sort of romanticize every sort of moment of my past all the time and mm-hmm, just sort of mm-hmm. think that everything that I experienced was sort of the best thing in the world. But I will say the girl who played Eve, um, her name was, well, you know, maybe she doesn't want her name to be said. Okay. She had the best voice I've ever heard in my entire life. And those who know, know what I'm talking about. Incredible voice. And then she got sick, like right before the show. <gasps> Wasn't that so sad? It was Natalie Walker, wasn't it? <laughs> it's so funny. I love, I actually just did a 54 Below <laughs> show with Natalie Walker this past weekend. You can come in yeah, on yeah. another two weeks. It's great. Um, but no, I mean, she does also have the best voice I've ever heard in my life. And that's true. Um, but she was too old. This was like more of a younger kid show. She was like, mm. you know, in a Vita, like belting her face off. This was another girl who had a similar, a very similar equally as powerful and as high belty voice as Natalie, um, who just happened to just get, you know, we were all swapping spit and germs Mm -hmm. the whole session. So she just got sick. And then I had to sing Ain't It Good in the show with a bunch of me to sort of like, you know, and I was like, okay, if you want to give me another number, I'll take another number. I'll take it. 
Um, <laughs> I love that you said Natalie, though, because, you know, Natalie was, like, sort of my first straight crush. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not know that. She she was. I was, like, obsessed with her because I was, like, I, you know, sort of the same way you were obsessed with Sasha Allen. Mm-hmm, I'm throwing, mm-hmm. I'm putting that on you yeah, now. That's yeah. part of your, your story. I was obsessed with Natalie. She was so pretty, so talented, such a good actress, such an amazing voice. I was, like, Oh, like I'm I'm in love with this girl. And she's like three years. She's older than me. Yeah. <laughs> so I would like DM her. I would like DM her. DMing didn't exist back then. I would AIM chat her, AOL instant message her and be like, why can't you see me as an adult? Like I'm only like Aww. I'm 15 and you're 18, but like I have and she's like, Chris, like I love you. You're gonna be gay in like two seconds. Like just, <laughs> just wait, baby. Just wait, baby. It's not. It's actually. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> there's, it's actually you. There's nothing like a young gay boy and his connection with the belter in the group. You know. It never. It never. That was something that sort of rang true for every stage of my life. It's still. I mean, it still does. She's still one of my best friends. So well, that's good. Um, shout out. Yeah, and her show is really great at Fifty Four Below with Bonnie Milligan. You might see me in it. If you if this comes out before October 11th, get tickets. Bam. Um, and you're in New York City. That's a lot. Ask. I'm asking a lot of your audience. Um. <laughs> yeah, my audience is mostly in Denmark, so it's like eh, they might fly in. They might. Not. Okay, then you know they, it, it could be worth it. It could be. Worth um, it. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely big theater kid roots and theater kid energy. But I did other stuff too. I actually, like was like I wrote for the newspaper and I like did sports. I pole vaulted. I did gymnastics. I was sort of like, and I was a, sort of a nerd, a work hard, play hard nerd. We, sort love, of. we love a work hard, play hard, just like uh, Whitney Rose on Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Whitney Rose, Whitney Rose. I didn't even know until, and I watched every episode of Salt Lake City, obviously. Yeah. Um, before this season, did not know her last name was Rose until until episode two of Salt Lake City. <laughs> I had no idea uh, until she's like, I'm changing the name. And I was like, sure. What? I was like, you know, Whitney Rose has huge BFAMT energy. She's huge, like chorus girl ccm you know mm-hmm. rocket like you know maybe sweet charity understudy but like rich man's fruit like that's she's like leading with that <laughs> and there's something about it i do find insanely watchable and out of place on the housewives and like i i'm you know i'm i am here for she's not one of my favorites at all but i am here for Wendy rose she does bring something nice to the table i mean I just Mary Cosme just somehow finding a way to not be on Real Housewives but be on Real Housewives is a I mean true you did talent. I don't know if you've seen the last episode she does fart on camera she- while talking to <laughs> Meredith and Brooke she literally is like excuse me you have to be silent I need to fart right now and then goes like I, I'm sorry. I told you my mouth. I couldn't. I couldn't command fart. I'm sorry. I would have done that if I were a skilled comedian mm-hmm. like Mary Cosby. Um, she is a sight to behold. She is a cult leader, but she is also one of the funniest women in the world and i absolutely am obsessed with her and i do want to see her on my tv screens until we can definitively prove for sure that she's running a cult which she probably is but actually right now it's alleged and i'm gonna use that word alleged it's just kind of floating out there uh yeah i i love that she was like everyone be quiet i have to fart and also meredith knows this about me like <laughs> yes <laughs> she's like meredith you know this to be true and meredith was like mm-hmm yeah 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 i start like going through my friend list i'm like i don't really know what anybody needs to fart across yeah i actually don't yeah to pass gas i don't i don't know exactly sort of the the texture of the room that they need yeah to make that happen but i you know whatever i can do to make that easier for them i'm here for it makes me feel like i'm a bad friend but you know (laughs) you are we learn ryan trust me you are thank you you. thank you and that's why we're here this is a learning podcast absolutely that's why you brought me in (laughs) so chris when did you start writing that's really a good question. I will say, I guess boarding school. Um, it's weird because I feel like I've always been sort of like, uh, there have been some, speaking of Twitter, there have been some mean tweets, not even mean, but sort of very true tweets that are like like journalists or just theater people who like couldn't sing or like, you know, like newspaper kids or just theater kids without the talent. I'm like, actually, babe, some of us had both. Yeah. And some of us do both and are doubly annoying for <laughs> for doing both. But I sort of like, I so I like I ended up going to boarding school because I wanted to do everything. Like I like I loved theater, but I also loved. I thought that I would like writing. I had a lot of opinions. I had a lot to say. Mm-hmm. I was always like sort of just like spouting out shit, and my parents would be like, "Shut up!" <laughs> it's like go to boarding school. To go, go away. <laughs> Tell it to somebody who cares because we're sort of busy. We're working. We don't we don't care. Um, and so I was like, I got immediately involved in like. I did all the plays and like got involved with the school paper and was arts editor of like the paper senior year. I almost almost got kicked out of boarding school too for also getting a <laughs> for job. making 
Yeah, no, no, so close actually. Um, <laughs> for making rude comments in the newspaper, mm-hmm. in a joke issue of the newspaper about somebody who was uh, sensitive to said comments. Mm-hmm. We could get into that. It's actually kind of dicey. <laughs> I got into a lot of trouble growing up. <laughs> um, I, my nickname at Stage was Loose Cannon, uh, oh. which is sort of fun. Um, loose Cannon can't be tamed. But <laughs> yeah, so I guess I started like, you know, it was always something that I, I liked doing and like, and I liked reading. I was like a huge guy. Go- I read Gawker like every day. It's back now. It's back. But, like back in the, you know, in the heyday, mm-hmm. you know, I was like big on that. And I will say Perez Hilton and Jezebel and Dead Sp- you know, all that stuff. Like I was in that culture. Um, for better or for worse, Perez Hilton is for worse, but we didn't know. I was a child. So we had I'm, no not idea. Take, I'm not going to take responsibility for that. No. And then in college, I went to Princeton, ultimately, which is random, but, you know, was fun. Um, it doesn't really for... sound random when you went to boarding school. <laughs> I know, sort of is sort of a part. It, it was actually pretty close to the schools were sort of, yeah. So it's actually not, it's actually the least random choice I could have made. But, you know, I stand by it. I had a great time. There you go. Um, and I was involved in, uh, I did, I still kept doing plays and whatnot and, like, was involved in the liter- like I didn't want to do the newspaper newspaper because I was like that's too much of a commitment that's too constrictive like I want to be funny I want to be interesting I want to write about culture so I did like the literary uh paper like m- once a month or weekly paper I literally forget that shows how much I wrote for it out actually but <laughs> it was always like a facet of um you know like a really sort of like huge interest of mine that like it was always sort of hard to sort of like you know weave between you know writing or wanting to write and like say things and then wanting to act and have people tell me what to say on stage you know it was sort of a mix and so then I got to New York and like did theater and like off-Broadway shows and off-off-Broadway shows and off-off-off-off-off-off-Broadway shows that's just Jersey uh, <laughs> just yeah just yeah, literally basically in, <laughs> in Jersey you know across the Hudson uh, <laughs> um and like actually following you know some like the Natalie Walker and Larry Owens and Catherine Cohen and some of these you know like comedian people like sort of like this like comedy scene it had emerged far before I got to New York but I sort of came and it got sort of like really I was like wow like people are like getting up on stage and like doing like theatery things and singing and doing musical theatery things and also like telling jokes and being funny and you know writing stuff so I sort of like got enmeshed in that world sort of you know or like a moth to a flame like Mm -hmm. was sort of like pulled into that um and then ended up uh doing a comedy show at club coming one of Catherine's shows and somebody came and then i got referred to vulture by hunter harris who's like literally the funniest person writer that i know funniest person that i know like truly like every time i read what she writes i like and it's also smart and insightful um then started writing for vulture and then was sort of you know and now sort of do both which is you know it's it's a not your you know uh, journalism school to a million internships to uh you know it wasn't yeah. it doesn't not it's not you know uh what's a movie about editors how to get away how to not how to get away with murder uh how to lose a guy in 10 days uh, yes, a magazine yes, yes. Editor? yeah and she Isn't wants she, to write something serious but she's only she, the 10 days girl but she's a 10 days girl right and yeah, so Phoebe i'm sort of the Newark 10 days is girl. her boss <laughs> I mean, yes, Phoebe Newman. She also secretly books a lot. Always Lilith, booking. Always booking, can dance her face off. Chicago, we love her. Um, but yeah, I'm sort of the, I would say I'm the 10 days girl of mm. Vanity Fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's sort of, uh, yeah, I just got, at some point I was like, I have a lot to say and I just feel like, and guess what? Twitter was a great medium to do it. Stand-up comedy was a great medium to do it. And now, you know, now I'm just shouting bullshit into Anna Winter's ear directly. Yeah, directly. And she listens to every word that I say. That is not true. I've never even seen her. <laughs> um, but she's, you know, I've, I've seen her on Zoom a couple times and that's sort of crazy. Well, there you go. No, I think that's really cool. I think that's um, something that, like, I didn't even key into as a performer myself until, like, way late in my 20s about just, like, how, how you can use... Uh, being a funny person, having a lot to say, being involved in pop culture, wanting to be a performer, all of that to create just kind of this new wave of performer that I think we are seeing with like Larry and Natalie and Catherine and the whole cohort. Oh, uh, I said bold. Joel, Joel and yeah. Bowen and Matt Rogers and and Sarah Squirm, who's now on SNL. Yeah. All these, you know, there's just, it's a, it's a whole, like a sort of a bustling. I mean, this is like one iota, one ninth percent of you know all of these people who have already who have been doing this stuff and who are doing it in like far really cool and interesting ways and i still feel weird that it's like 
you know, it's like, I, I love, actually, I love writing for Vanity Fair. I love working at a magazine, but it's so not exactly, it's sort of a weird thing to be in a little bit in both worlds and all the worlds, but there are ways to combine it. Like, you know, with Natalie, it was so great to like, be a part of her 54 Below show with Bonnie Milligan, who is one of the best voices of all Ever. time. Yeah. You know, Broadway's Bonnie Milligan. And be like, oh, wait, like, even though I, you know, write and do, you know, and do something that's a little bit different, I'm still very much a part of this world and can be even on stage in this world and be a contributing person in this world. Yeah. So I'm still, it's something, if you haven't, can't tell, I've <laughs> had a lot of therapy of trying to sort of like reckon with, you know, feeling like I have like one foot in all these various places and I'm not just like yeah I'm a journalist or yeah I'm a performer or yeah I'm a comedian or yeah I'm an actress which is what I've always wanted to be as an actress and I think that's sort of what it comes down to is that I wanted to be an actress but I sadly I'm an act I was a, you know I like identify as a sad little boy mostly um <laughs> so I'm an actor you know I was you know yeah. so that's and that was something that's like it's taken me a uh, a while to get to a place where it's like actually and there's something about you know growing up in my whole personality I guess is like I've always liked having I never liked being sort of constricted mm -hmm. <laughs> into a box or being told what to do. See me getting kicked out of almost everywhere high you've mentioned. and yeah. stage door. <laughs> um, and now I do feel as like I've sort of I'm forging my own path and doing you know some of everything that I want to do. I don't know if it you know if it will be forever or what will you know where it'll end up. But I am getting to do. It's great. Yeah, just sometimes you've got to do what do what feels best for you and not be like. If I don't book Dear Evan Hansen, I'll fucking kill myself. Right. Well, yeah, because like being in musical theater and being through like the channels you've been through or through a BFA program or what have you, like it does kind of set you up for that feeling where like if I don't book Dear Evan Hansen, I will die and I don't have anything else to contribute to the world. Yes. And that's it. That's my whole worth is based on whether or not I book the thing and if I get the thing. And that's a hard way to live. And I know some people who can do it and who do it. And it's like, I, you know, I, at some point I was like, it, it, it just, I needed to have some, con not even control, but it like, I had to sort of uh, get myself out of that way of thinking. <laughs> of course. Yeah. 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 I, like, not because I couldn't sing that high, which is true, <laughs> but it just wasn't also, it wasn't ultimately, you know, it wasn't the, it wasn't everything that I ever wanted to do. And it's, I think it's good to have, uh, perspective in that way or to like open the sort of the scope of like all the things that you think you can do because you don't even know there are things you like I didn't even care about comedy at all like until I like a couple of years into getting in New York even yeah and then I ended up opening up a lot of doors randomly. I mean because it's just like once you loosen those reins once you start making other things that are yours once you start exploring other shit you'll a only go in for the shit that you care about and b you'll find the projects that are for you because you care about them. So you're not saying if I'm not dear Evan Hansen, I will die unless you like really want to be Evan Hansen. Yes. Which is, it's also okay to really want to be Evan Hansen. It's actually, yeah. it's not to say it's not great. Like if that's, that's actually a beautiful thing to want to be for forever slaps. I've actually been listening to for forever, like nonstop since I saw the movie, which is psychotic. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a little bit. <laughs> I'm actually not. That's like I'm not well. That's like really. That's a really bad. It's like when people that's, say like, "Oh, I'm listening to Adele a lot." Like that's kind of red flags. Same vibe. Same vibe. Red flags. Are you okay? Somebody reach out. Um, <laughs> go but, go touch grass. <laughs> go do something. Go outside. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I'm sorry, I did not mean to interrupt, but I just, I don't want to make it sound like it's bad to want one thing and to know that you only want one thing. That's like amazing. I I, I envy that, but I always was like, oh, like I want to do this, but I also want to do this and I, and I want to be here half the time and I also want to be over there. And so I think I'm getting, I'm getting that for better or for worse. Yeah. And I think, I think we've been talking about this for a little bit, but it's, it's about that time um, that I ask you the question of the pod and Chris, you're a very energetic, very excited, uh, creative person who, as you've been saying, does a lot of things. And I just have to ask you, why are you like this? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mm, I feel like we covered this mm-hmm. mental illness, mm-hmm. sort of, and systemic racism. No, I mean, those are <laughs> two real things, and they are, they are both real. Listeners, if you go back, we did talk a lot about systemic uh, racism. <laughs> just... <laughs> Listen so, to it. Yeah. yeah, sort of the whole beginning was sort of about that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, you'd think that I would have sort of prepared like an actual answer for this. Um, and but actually, randomly, I, I you know, uh, I do think I have one that like I don't think I was expecting to say, but uh, I do think like I sort of had working parents mm-hmm. growing up. Like they were both like they were both full time out of the house. I was also the oldest too. So like for and my sister's like two years younger than me. So it's not like I was like alone all the time. But I think I, you know, I was given a lot of freedom to like, you know, to sort of do not a lot of supervision, a lot of, you know, sit in your room and read. I read a lot of fucking books. I really liked that. Um, (laughs) That's good. I really did. I don't have like theater, like my, like, I love my parents, you know, we've gone, we've come a long way. Um, uh, But, and neither of them are like theater people per se like they can appreciate it i've sort of forced them to sort of like it but it's not like they didn't like push me into this into the the you know onto stage like dance for mommy like there was none of that um i think i think it was a lot of me like sitting alone and reading and like and just like and like having to entertain myself and then also being because they were tired when they would get home so they plot me in front of the screen i'd watch like cinderella like a million times Mm. i was a big disney you know i'm not a disney i'm not a disney gay let me just put that out there i'm not a disney gay I appreciate it. I, you know, I have love for it in my heart. And, um, but I did growing up, like I was a big, a big reader and a big Disney, you know, musical movie watcher. And I was, went to this really small fucking weird sort of farm progressive school where they made us sing every day. And we started doing Shakespeare plays. Like when we were in like fifth, I played King Lear in sixth grade. Babe, that's a cult. That's a cult. (laughs) It actually is literally called a cult. It actually really is a cult. We had farm animals that's walking around school. There are horses and shit. Come on, Ginger and Misty. Come on, giddy up, babe. Uh, They're definitely dead by now. (laughs) R.A.P. Ginger and Misty. But um, it was very much a sort of like an artistic, sort of, you know, in a, in a, a small, wholesome, artistic environment. A lot of white people, I will say it was probably, it was definitely too many, I would say. Um, my best friend, uh, you know, Mike was my god brother, who's the only black kid in my class as well, the black guy, really, for 10 years. Um, so I do think that was uh, in, in, sort of an interesting space to navigate. And that came with a lot of like, terrible things. Mm-hmm. But I think on the positive side, in terms of why I like, have found you know fallen into where i've fallen it's so weird i've never i really if you'd ask me like and I, honestly i was thinking about what i was gonna say to this before this if you'd ask me what i say like oh it's like my parents were never home i liked to read and i went to a weird school i did not think <laughs> <laughs> i wish i could say like sex and drugs yeah. and rock and roll like it's like and i that that comes later but um i do think the why i am i am like this is because I was forced at a young age to sort of try to sort of do a lot of different things. And I like didn't really like or care about sports. I pretended to for a while and I wasn't as bad as them as you would think I would maybe be. Um, But I like immediately fell into like 
oh, like I like singing. I also think I have a good voice. Oh, I like acting. Oh, I keep getting, you know, I get, I have to be in the play. So if I have to be in the play, like, what does that mean? And then, oh, this is fun. It, it was sort of a, uh, being forced to do a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think is the whole thing about education is it's supposed to pro provide opportunity. And like, now I'm like fucking AOC. I'm like on the hill. I'm like stumping for, there you go. Like, <laughs> for no, arts education. education, arts education, which it is important. I bet <laughs> I have a, a weird way of making light of things that I actually care about and love deeply. And I do think that's very important. Um, I don't know if you meant for me to go that far back. I mean, you can go wherever you want to go. I think, uh, you're right. I always, when I think about the kids that I saw in school who would like go home after school, like just literally only be there from like eight to three, I like what what must that be like? Like I don't understand. I'm, yeah. Because for uh, me, how do you fill that time? Yeah. Like what do you? I watched a shit ton of television and I was constantly busy, so I don't. That's the thing, and that's something that I'm dealing with right now too, because I'm like I have this voice like. Literally part of my job for Vanity Fair is to like literally watch TV and write things. And that involves writing things, watching TV during the work day or like during like, you know, it's part of work. Mm -hmm. And yet I have like my dad's voice in my head who's like, you watch too much TV. Like, shut that off. Like, you're wasting your life away. Get off the couch. And it was like very hard at first <laughs> to sort of like be like, actually, the inner dad inside my head. Actually, you were wrong that whole entire time. I should have been watching TV. <laughs> I do this now professionally. I do this now. I literally, it literally is my job to do this. And the fact that I feel guilty about doing this is actually preventing me from doing my best work. And that is so, why we have therapy. That is. Um, but yeah, but I also understand like it is like a very like, you know, the privilege to be able to like to go to a, a small, you know, liberal arts-esque school that like has access to all these things and like to grow up close to the city and be able to go in and see shows and things. So it's like I definitely like I'm not like unaware of that aspect of it. Um but I do, I do think it's like when I got to Princeton, like, and again, I, and I met some fucking, some of the, some of the dumbest, richest people <laughs> you've ever met in your whole goddamn life. Um, and they were all like, well, obviously I'm going to be a banker. Obviously I'm going to be an investment banker. Like, that's what you do. If you, especially if you go here, that's what you have to do. I, I just like, I didn't, you know, I don't kudos to my parents or family or friends. I was like, I literally, I could never wake up and do something I don't care about. Even if you give me a billion dollars, it's okay, hard. Maybe you give me a billion dollars, but like, yeah. But like anything, we yeah. hate billionaires. So it's like, yeah, actually, yeah, actually, we do. We literally hate them. So like, oh. see ya, Elon and Grime, oh, Grimes. Grimes. Well, Grimes. now they're and their kid. Uh, yeah, separation, separation city, babe. Kind of smart, smart move on. Yeah, Grimes's. good for her. Honestly, job, honestly, Grimes. smart that she got a baby out and was like, mm -hmm. now they're linked forever. I mean, I mean, not to be that guy, but. <laughs> If you're gonna if you're gonna fuck Elon Musk, you might as well get something out of it in perpetuity. So just let it let's ride that wave. Um but yeah, I don't know. I was just never like, oh, I gotta do, you know, the econ business mathy thing. Which, you know, given my life now and like the vast majority of the, my closest best friends or the people that I love and spend time with, that wouldn't sound like that's like was such a, you know, siren song or that was such an option. But like at board especially at boarding school, especially even in college. And some of my best friends are, some of my best friends are boring business people who literally hate their lives and make a billion dollars a year. And some of my best friends are billionaires. Whoa. Elon is my best friend. Um, <laughs> but Elon like pops out over your shoulder. He's like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> he's like, Hey, he's like, when are we going to dinner? Uh, <laughs> um, but no, but some, you know, I know a lot of people who like sort of went down those paths for whatever reason. Um, and there were definitely points, especially in my early 20s, when it was like, because in college and in, even at boarding school and, and in college, it was very easy to feel like, you know, we're all in this together. We're all at this school and we're all doing our own thing at this place. And we're all sort of combined. We're all sort of, you know, connected by that. And it's okay if you're on this path and you're on that path and you're on this path. But then you get into New York and it's like, oh, some people actually have money and some people are, you know, mm -hmm. are babysitting and dog walking and tutoring, all things that I did, uh, you know at different times tutoring was the main thing that I did but like oh you can't afford to go out to eat with your friends or to buy that thing or to go to that thing or to do you know you just it's there are different real like the reality sets in of like oh you chose this life for yourself and you you don't get every you don't you can't get everything you can't. I do remember that being like shocking when I got to college first I think just because I had done public school the whole time so like yeah the people that are living in my neighborhood are around the same economic level that we are so 
it would be mm-hmm. like, okay, so we're all kind of the same level of like maybe middle class poor. And then yeah. I got to private school for college in the Midwest and just like the vast differences of like what I can do and what another friend can do. And then you move to New York and then you're like <laughs> the Gulf, it just continues to widen. And it's just like, and at some point it is like, you just can't really jump over it and it's fucking crazy. And that's like a whole other thing. Not even you can't, but it's just, it becomes sort of, it becomes insurmountable or mm-hmm. it feels insurmountable. And that can make you feel really fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can really make you feel bad. Oh, like besides just like, literal like material things like oh how am I gonna eat and then buy clothes and then also shelter myself and then also pay rent like besides all that stuff it can also just like feel shitty when there's a whole world out there that you don't even have access to yeah and Um, when you're like in your young 20s trying to do the entertainment industry and basically the entire thing is look and act cool um (laughs) you're like look and act cool know somebody look and act cool. That's literally, those are the three things. And if you can't do all, any of those three things, then honey, honey, you might want to book that train back to Kansas. Honey, get out. Go straight back to Kansas. <laughs> Kansas is lovely. Why am I mean? Um, <laughs> and you also do think. <laughs> a new segment. Why are you mean? Why are you mean? I, that's a question that I've been asking myself lately. I don't think I try to be mean. I do. I, that is something that I do. Why am I? Why are you like this? Because um, that was something that my parents would use. And that's something I, in, in boarding school, I did sort of get in trouble for being mean. Mm. That's sort of what I sort of almost got kicked out for. Um, and for being mean in a gay way. They said, okay, do you want to hear? This is a sort of a. I, was, I love to hear story. about gay bullies because I was also a gay bully. I was a gay bully, sort of, without even sort of intentionally trying to be a gay bully, but I was. I sort of like in this joke newspaper where we had to make fun of or make. Look, look at me. I'm already being mean. <laughs> I could have said make jokes. I said make fun. So, okay. Trauma. Already there, to deal yeah. With. We're already there where we had to sort of our task and it's a hundred year school tradition where we have to like write jokes about like all the senior class and the and the teachers and the headmistress or whatever. I was like one of the main people in, you know, in charge of it with a bunch of my like, you know, newspaper friends. And we're all sort of like, you know, nerdy, like not cool kids, but like, no, you know, Mm -hmm. adjacent to like, you know, people, but like bookish and weird. (laughs) In our own way. And like, we, we like made fun of like the principal. And she was like, I cried all day. She was so mad. She was so upset. And then there was this one kid who is now like out and proud, happily gay. Like, I see him at circuit parties. We don't really talk. That's okay. <laughs> um, not that I go to those all the time, but I do go sometimes. But um, I don't know. We made an innocuous comment, which we thought, or I thought was an innocuous comment. And I can own this that this might have come off, come across the wrong way um that he changed his location from like somewhere in new jersey to greenwich village uh, because he would wear these sort of like really ostentatious clothes like sort of i'm gonna get like canceled again for this <laughs> they tried to cancel me once before, so i'm like i'm just be, literally just be like doja cat and it will never stick <laughs> it'll just never it'll, it'll never stick. stick but it was because like he just wear like really like bright like just really just like loud clothing loud clothing that was the whole sort of point of the joke um but then it you know he did not take it as such mm-hmm. um and it you know it got ran up the chain they were they said chris you i was like oh i'll you know i'll take the fall you know i'm the gay one i i came out like sophomore year of high school because i went to theater camp so i was like i know gay people gay people are cool i first i was like i know gay people gay people are cool i said that like eighth grade ninth grade then 10th grade i was like oh wait oops i'm one of them figured it out <laughs> the cool what i thought was cool i, I actually had crushes on them got it got it got it got it got it <laughs> got it got it got it got it so i was like okay like you know i can just explain it was a misunderstanding blah 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 uh this actually has sort of a, a crazy ending and when they were like chris like we don't care like it's what you did is terrible you're not allowed to go to prom you're not allowed to walk in graduation and we're gonna try to we're gonna we, we might send a letter to Princeton to get you rescinded, to get you kicked out of college. Yeah, I was like, woof. Right, I was like, this is bad. That's a little crazy. And they were like, okay, well, you need to go talk to this the, the person who you upset and uh, apologize. And so then we meet on the bleachers and like, mm-hmm. and, you know, and whatnot. And we talk it out. And so we get to like a sort of a, a moment, one might say. Um, and then uh, you at kiss. the end of... Jumping the gun. (laughs) 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 The ending, but it's actually a little crazier than that. Um, At the end of the conversation, uh, the person was like, "Hey, so um, yeah, uh, great that we talked, but if you want me to go back to like 
the principal and say that I forgive you. You have to meet me in my room. It's boarding school. You have to meet me in my room, you know, before, after this barbecue. And I'm about to go on house arrest too. Like they put you on house. Boarding school is fucking crazy. They put you on house arrest. You can't leave except to go to meals when you're in trouble. It's like a fucking, you know, Guantanamo Bay. I mean, it's not that bad, but you know, metaphors. Um, (laughs) But so I was like, okay, that's so interesting because we didn't we just hash it out here? Didn't we just talk about this right here? And he was like, mm, you know, you got to like, if you don't sort of come see me in my room, then you're, then, then you're, then I'm not going to go back and talk to them. And I was like, okay, that seems kind of fucked up. Try to relay this information to my like 85 year old housemaster, this old drunk man who <laughs> lived downstairs. Oh, I lived with like eight of my friends and then we had this really lovely old drunk teacher who was like sort of in charge of us, who was <laughs> brilliant and constantly inebriated. And he was like, look, like, and I had sort of created sort of like a big sort of like ruckus, like half of the teachers were like freedom of speech. Like he didn't do anything wrong. And half of them were like, fuck that kid. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, like, you know, all, all the p- teachers on your side, we've sort of done everything that we can. So if you got to go to the kid's room, then you should just go to the kid's room. Uh- and reader, dear reader, you know what I did? Did you go to his room? Oh, absolutely. I did. <laughs> I did, and exactly, and more than what you think, what what you might imagine transpired, transpired. And then the next day I'm called into the principal's office and they say, they're like, out of the goodness of Redacted's heart, <gasps> they came back to us and said that they forgive you. But you know what? We're not going to, we're not going to get you rescinded, which was like, duh. Yeah, obvi- yeah, you know, I don't think, yeah, they, I don't it think was not had... in their best interest yeah. to do that. That's like, ugh. Bad for their school. Um, Bad for the school. We're not going to, you know, we're going to let you walk in graduation, but you're still on house arrest and you can't go to prom. So I didn't get to, that's why, and that folks is why I didn't go to prom. And that's also why I'm like this. <laughs> I think, I think you're the victim in that story. Uh, it's, I definitely was me and, and did bad things and I should not have said, written what I wrote in print. And I've learned, I've learned, I think, and I will say not to bring it back to the main topic of this, which is systemic racism, mm-hmm. which, which we talked be. about at the beginning of the episode. At, if you go back again, yeah. scroll back to sort of sort of the very beginning, yeah. sort of like, yeah, scroll back, you'll hear it. But I do think that I sort of being like one of the only not and I won't say the only because my godbrother who I was super close with, um, I'm still quite close with, um, was also gay and black and in my year in elementary, middle and high school. So we sort of always had each other. But, you know being one of the only people who was both the gay and black and liked theater and sort of was like very much tried to be themselves at a young age. I did sort of have to develop sort of, I think a thick skin to sort of like deal with, you know, the, the litany of (laughs) jokes and barrages and absent minded, like, Oh, like faggot this, like slipped N words in the door, like things like, like, just like you sort of become numb to it and you sort of create this like hard exterior. So I think that's sort of why sometimes I can be like, people are sensitive and I'm like, what, what, what is that? Yeah. What do you mean? That's like, I I don't really have that or I, or sort of like, I'm pretty good at sort of just like moving through pressing, pressing through. So I will admit that I do think I like, I was overly, I should not have did what I did, but I also don't think that person should have done what they did in that situation either. And I do think that's sort of like not great um, either way. Anyway, you slice it. Um, and I do think, <laughs> and I do, th- I, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's just a, it's sort of a crazy boarding school is sort of a crazy place. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds not great. Um, I was going to also share um, how I was a gay bully, but it's totally not even on the same level. No, I'm sorry. I'm sure you didn't um, think that was going to be like a 37 minute story <laughs> about like, the most probably traumatic incident in my life. One of the top, oh, you know, God. that's like, I'm sorry. I don't, is this what you imagine this when you, is what, this is what happens when you here. brought me on? This I could also talk about like fun celebrities that I've talked to, but that's probably less interesting. Whatever. This is what, this is what happens. No, I, um, so we had this thing called group musical, which was like the elite. <gasps> Ooh, I already love it. It's like the elite theater kids. Um, okay. Ours was called OTC at mm. stage door, but that's so just, if people are listening and they know, it's just sort of, sort of creating a link there. So basically we would, pick one number from a musical rehearse it all year and compete with it and uh this year we were doing uh wild party lippa's version <gasps> oh it all comes back to lippa well wow, that's really full circle to Wait, I, I love it i'm not even one i'm not even actually in charge of the group this year i just have a lot of opinions <laughs> and i'm loud two 
obviously, as all gay bullies are. Exactly. Never in charge, but just loud and, and, and have opinions. And have opinions. And we're doing the auditions for the Queenie solo Ugh. at the beginning of the song where she's like, God has said. Oh my God, yes. I love this song. Okay. It's between the one girl who like very clearly was like the one to beat and then this mm-hmm. new girl. Oh, we love a new girl. Love this a is new very girl. smash. This very is very smash. smash. And they, we're like in the choir room. They're auditioning. They're singing to us. It's also so weird because we're all peers. Like, I don't know why we're doing this. And they leave. We have a group discussion and then decide who's going to be it. And I was like, you know what? I've been watching a lot of America's Next Top Model. So I'm going to be the one <laughs> who gives it. Famously a not problematic show in any way. It's like actually it's aged incredibly well. And we're sort of obsessed with Tyra Banks' work on that show. Um, so I really love, I love where this is heading. So I'm literally <laughs> holding like sheet music and I go <laughs> I have one set of sheet music in my hand and the girl that gets this will be the one who gets the solo like do the whole Tyra Banks thing and I give it to the new girl and mm, uh, I'm obsessed with that choice yeah that is literally sowing chaos and discord you easily you really wanted to fucking ruin someone's day that I'm gonna work with for the next like 10 months um <laughs> and so rightfully she like tells our teacher who's supposedly in charge of us and the next day he has to be like ryan that is bullying <laughs> and i was like that is literally but honestly wait okay you have to be honest who sang it better i mean the new girl sang it better she's saying okay it better. then i actually stand by your decision i actually think that honestly if we want to live in a meritocracy we have to treat the world like a meritocracy we have to um wait that's actually <laughs> fucking wild i like can see you like in my hand before me Stands the soloist. I'm not in charge of this group. I don't know why I did this. Uh, New girl. New girl. You are still in the running to be group musicals. Next top soloist. Oh, God. Oh, wow. It's crazy how those these things, it's really, there's nothing more intense than trying to get a solo in these, in these, in these sort of uh, elite choirs, Mm -hmm. if you will. Um, and it does stem, you know, there is a glee of it all, but I, lo- I mean, like I loved OTC. I love, like, I loved my, I loved my version of that. I really did. I, yeah, I really I did. did. I was, we were, we were pre glee. Glee was my freshman we were, year of college. So I was. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you're 99. <laughs> that was really rude. Old. I I was literally like in late high school when glee came out. So it's not, <laughs> we're not that. I was like, bitch, you know, the skin is not 99. I, no, you do look. You do look great, Thank readers. You. He looks great. Thank he looks great in the Zoom. Um, wow, that does remind me that another like <laughs> this kid, this this kid who now looking back on it was definitely gay, but like we were just lived in the same house like my <laughs> junior year or something. Um, when Glee came out, he used to, and he's also like a gay Republican now, which oh, is insane. Wow. He used to burn me CDs of his favorite Glee songs. Well, that's love. Isn't that, isn't that so sweet? That's nice. This gay Republican just <laughs> burning me, you know, Santana's solos from Glee. Just like, giving you gotta love that. one of the two gay black kids at school a Glee CD. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. What a, what a, but guess what? I took every one and I would listen to them. And they were still like literal physical CDs. Like yeah. it was like, it was. He was reaching across God. the aisle for sure. The past, yeah. You know what? I'd vote for him. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't vote for him. That's actually, I, I really, I, do, I promise you I wouldn't. But, you know, you got to find the humanity in everyone. Well, Chris, I could talk to you for six more hours, but we are almost at our time. And I asked this of all of my guests, but do you have any questions for me? Yeah, I actually like literally, <laughs> we never really met like, so like, where do you live? Like, what are you like? What, like who are you? Like, what who do you are you? Well, yeah, what's your vibe? you know, what's uh, your vibe? But I love it. No, but I, I think I, I truly know you from Twitter. I think your tweets are fantastic and hilarious. Oh, so well, thank you. Thank you. That's, but I would love to like fill in the blanks a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's fill in the blanks a little bit. So I live in Harlem. I've lived here for mm-hmm. seven years. Um, wow. I am a musical theater performer. uh, Yes. And I do sing very high. What's your 16 bar cut? That's my question. My 16 bar cut is uh, Power of Love, Celine Dion. Ooh. uh, Okay, so you really have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to pull, I pulled my book out the other day. I was like, what are you? Like, we just haven't been using it. I was like, what is absolutely dusting dusting off oh my god wait i would love to just let's like rent a room at ripley greer and just fucking bell let's do, i would much rather do that than ever go to karaoke in my entire life <laughs> okay i did recently just go to karaoke with natalie and larry and i did have a really fun okay, time okay that seems it fun. was 
it was just a private room and we did weird i did thoroughly modern millie i there did still hurting you mm, know mm-hmm. some deep deep cuts you know it's that's fun and then i also went with my straight friends not all straight but with two friends non-musical theater friends from college to uh, montero's in brooklyn heights i live in brooklyn um I literally just did like yeah, a, you did like a, like a sign. hang um, loose, I guess. Cool, yeah, hang 10, <laughs> cool, because that's Brooklyn. Um, but I, I did have, again, I was anti-karaoke until like two weeks ago. And oh, now okay. I'm, 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 cha- I'm, I'm changing it. But I would also prefer to just like plunk out some notes on a, on a piano. I can read chords. There you go. I feel like if I'm in a room with like my version of your Natalie and Larry, like that would be fun. But anytime I'm at karaoke it's like with the collective of people who are bankers and work in an office yes and they're like and that's you really hard to nap and i'm like i i don't now no I've then you become a show puppet a monkey you're you're performing no you, you can't not for them you got to choose you got to choose when you want to sing with who <clears throat> what songs the set list mm-hmm. everything wait okay wait i love that i my boyfriend lives in the bronx so i'm uptown oh wait, okay often. yeah so um been in harlem for seven years um famously gave away all my money in a telephone scam so i went oh my god wait at a telephone did, was it jen shaw it was it was jen shaw <laughs> oh my god it was jen shaw. i would love if it was jen shaw oh i would love you could just start telling i'm gonna start telling shaw. it was jen shaw <laughs> uh, be like, yeah, jen shaw i've also me. been scammed too in new york i've like gave away a thousand dollars once isn't that fucking cra- it's, i mean it's crazy when it's happening you nope. have no fucking i they'll get you they get you they're good at it it's old people and people like me i'm very susceptible to being a too- cult mensa scholars here have been scammed <laughs> have been scammed all right incredibly high iqs over quarantine when like i guess cult documentaries were like the thing to watch every yeah. time i started one i was like yeah they would have got me they, they would have gotten me i would have been in i would have been in nexus i'm watching lula Rowe. what's it called lula rich right I, now i have to start that one it's really honestly it seems like it's gonna be stupid because it's like it's about leggings like how could this be actually interesting and it honestly is so fucking interesting it's like a multi-level marketing scheme and it's like wait like i definitely could have like i easily could have just been like yeah sell me some leggings and i'll sell them for more money of course of course what could go wrong i'm literally surrounded by doTERRA oils like they get me (laughs) like i understand wow oh my god wow we might be two peas in a pod seriously because that's like i i have been duped and I will be duped again. So whenever we hang out, we have to turn our phones off and <laughs> uh, don't see people. So No, no. We got to stay somewhere private. I, I, sort of like a, a studio a with studio a piano. A studio with a piano at. Um, mm-hmm. Soundproof walls. Ripley Greer, maybe. Ripley Greer? Pearl Studios? I don't know. Which one? Whichever we're one doing? we're feeling. Whichever one. I don't know. They both trigger me in different <laughs> ways. <laughs> uh. Oh, God. Uh. All right, Chris. Where can the children find you? Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, right now, the best places to find me are uh, Twitter and Instagram at Christress, which is uh, Chris with a feminine suffix tress, which I was obsessed with, like Beltress mm-hmm. or Mistress mm-hmm. or Distress. Or like, mistress. you know, you're in distress. Yeah. Came up with that at Stage Door. I think Larry actually is the one who coined that. <laughs> uh, but that's both my Twitter and Instagram handle. And uh also like yeah you can read my writing on vanity fair and then i'm doing some shows in october some comedy shows around the city um and you'll find information about those on my socials so yeah there you go well chris thank you so much this has honestly been a wonderful hour of me giggling and just kind of staring in disbelief at you um Uh, no stop this is so much fun (laughs) i'm so happy we figured this out i was very uh difficult to get on not because i didn't want to because i am flaky as shit um so (laughs) i'm so happy that we figured this out oh gosh well until next time y'all bye What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.